Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We're waiting for Lewis Riddick on loan from ESPN's Monday Night Football. We have a new poll question possibility. McLovin? Uh, okay, will the Las Vegas Raiders finish 9-8 and eight or 8-9? Eight and nine? <laughs> <laughs> We are skewing the mean today, petty today. Everybody's up too late. Yeah, probably so. Well, which one's which one's meaner? That one or more overrated week one performance? James Winston or Derek Carr? Yeah, Pauling. I guarantee you we're gonna get Derek Carr on the show tomorrow. I Fritzy, of course, calls for the winning quarterback in yeah. football. After today's talk, I guarantee we'll have Carr tomorrow. You I don't know. Oh yeah. After today's talk, we guarantee that we won't have Derek <laughs> They're Carr. They're all asleep. Yeah. I know. Fritzy's always in the middle of a game or, you know, be towards overtime. Hey, uh, Derek Carr tomorrow? And I'm going, hey, okay, how, let's see how it ends. And then we're going to see. Derek Carr is not going to end the game and go, hey, remind me, I got to get up really early and I got to be on the Dan Patrick show. Yes, McLovin. I like when Fritzy sends a note at 345 on Saturday after the, the early college football oh, yeah. games. Hey, do you want the Purdue winning quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Not realizing that everything that happened Saturday could be washed over by Sunday. Oh, I know. Sorry, this is totally mean to talk. Yeah, it'd be uh, some result in a football game. I'll go, Joe Clatt? Joe Clatt, maybe, on Monday? And I'll go, how about we let the weekend play out there? How about that? Just let it slow down a little bit. Todd's on the phone trying to get Lewis, so he doesn't know. He, he's pretending to be on the phone trying to get Lewis ready because he didn't want to engage. Yeah. Yes, McClub. Okay, I got a really, as long as we're on college football, I have a really mean college football poll. Wow. Most disappointing program over the last decade. I think the choices are easy. Okay. USC, Texas, or Michigan. Mm. Disappointing because the expectations were became so high. Well, I don't know if the Texas expectations are that high. Michigan, because of Harbaugh, expectations are high. Texas spends, but they don't get results. Uh... 
I guess USC, because USC used to be, that was a dynasty. But it's been a long time. I mean, USC has to understand who USC is right now in today's landscape. And it's not pretty, but that's why they made this move. It's just, you fire Clay Helton. Clay never would have gotten this job. He never would have been the head coach if you didn't have the fallout with what happened with Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, certain things, they keep promoting from within. And I think that's where, remember Brady Hoke? You got to have a Michigan guy. You, you don't have to have a Michigan guy. You have to have the right Michigan guy. You don't have to have a USC guy. You have to have the right USC guy. And Clay Helton, nice man, but not a head coach at USC. I mean, that's the honest truth. And as many times he came on, he was very generous with his time. I just, it felt like he wasn't a head coach there. And there were boos there at the Coliseum. And you get embarrassed by Stanford. And all of a sudden you're out after two weeks. Yeah, Pauline. Michigan football hasn't won the Big Ten since 2004. Uh, Brady Hoke had an 11-2 and two season. Harbaugh's kept them relevant. They've had a bunch of 10-win seasons, and they're always in the top 20. But it, it still feels like get that Big Ten title and beat Ohio State, and then it's back. Yeah, Michigan is relevant, but they don't beat Ohio State. And until you do that, you're just not going to be on the national landscape. You, you need to be a contender. You need to beat Ohio State. Texas, I've never had any high expectations for. Not in a long time. And they've had fun quarterbacks, and they've had some talent there. I just haven't looked at Texas and went, wow. I mean, since Vince Young left. USC, it always feels like, okay, now they got this quarterback or this wide receiver, uh, this running back. Uh, I mean, I wonder if they take some big swings here. I, I, I would if I'm USC. The problem sometimes is when you take big swings, if you miss, then it feels like, wow, what happened to that program? You can't get the guy you want. I mean, remember when Florida State, Florida was like asking everybody. But, you, you know, if, there's only a couple of programs. Like Notre Dame can get who Notre Dame wants. Or Ohio State could get who they want. Alabama, if Nick Saban decides to step down. I mean, there's a few programs, Clemson, that where you can go, hey, we got a lot of people that would surprise you that want these jobs. But USC, that hasn't been the feeling. But they promote from within. And I think that's part of their problem as well. Yeah, McClub. We were all talking yesterday about how Florida State, like we still think of them as a Florida State from 20 years ago. Yeah. And we don't understand why they're not that team. Well, there's Florida State, Texas is like that. There's a few that when, when we grew up, you knew that they were great programs year in and year out. Um, you know, Oklahoma is still a great program year in and year out. Texas just isn't. But uh, USC, and I wonder if they take a swing as crazy as this is going to sound. And it's going to sound crazy. Does USC go after Urban Meyer? Because they, from what I was told, that they made an offer and the higher-ups, to a certain degree, level wanted Urban Meyer, and then it went all the way to the top and it was next. It was vetoed. They did not want to bring in Urban Meyer into that current culture, that everything that's going on at USC. Do you take a swing for Urban Meyer? I guess you got to at least try. 
Let's bring in Lewis Riddick, the former defensive back, and uh, he's the analyst for Monday Night Football next week. Monday Night Football Lions at the Packers. The uh, Ravens next game Sunday night hosting the Chiefs. The Raiders next game at the Steelers on Sunday. And Lewis joins us now. Lewis, if I missed the game and you were trying to sum it up, could, could you sum it up? Um, yeah, just that you couldn't put any kind of word limitation on me, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it'd be a, it'd be a little bit longer of a of a of a summary. But what a I mean, damn, you saw. I mean, what a wild night! What a just wild night! Um, I think the Raiders, for once, really as long as they don't have anything unforeseen happen from an injury perspective or from a COVID perspective, I think they have the makings of a team, especially on the defensive side, that can really give them a respectable level of play, unlike any defense they've had since maybe John came back. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference. And I think with the with the Ravens, I still think, I think they're going to be fine. They were playing so, so much so, you know, at a deficit because of not knowing what the running back room would actually look like on game day. Uh, the offensive line hadn't played very much during the preseason. Got, you know, they have a new right tackle in the middle of the waiver who you saw really struggled. They know now just what they're going to have to possibly do with that. Um, but I still think they're going to be okay because really, I mean, they're a pl- that game could have went either way. So I, I think they're going to be fine. But I think I think the Raiders could really could really have a decent team. They really could. But the, and the, the key is going to be that defense. Is Derek Carr the guy? Yeah. I've always believed that. And you know what? The, the, the debate with him or surrounding him for his entire career has always been something that's kind of puzzled me a little bit. And I know, you know, and this started even before, like, he even got to Oakland. I mean, there was always been this, you know, at first it was just the ridiculous, well, you know, his brother wasn't very good. And it's like, well, who who cares? I mean, what, what does that have to do with him? And then it was, well, since he struggled with some situations as far as uh, throwing the football against pressure at, at Fresno, he's going to struggle with it in the NFL. I was like, nah, that. But see, those, some of those things followed him when he got to, when he went to the pros. Yeah. But if you look at his career objectively, and look at how he stacks up against some of the best throwers in the NFL in critical situations, whether it be Fourth quarter comebacks, uh, third down completion percentage, um, completion you know completion percentage in the red zone or or passer rating in the red zone. This guy is right up. He's top five, top eight throughout the the course of his career, and in particular last year. And I think he's he's someone who right now is so. He's so comfortable with what John is doing from an offensive perspective. He knows everything about that offense to the point where it's like they both will tell you he could probably teach it as well as John can teach it. That I think you're going to see him play. You're going to see him play the best football he's played yet. And he's going to take guys like Henry Ruggs and take guys like Brian Edwards, who was basically the hero last night. And he's going to make them better players. So that's really, I think, what's next for Derek. Not just how high, how much further he can take his game statistically, but how much better he can make everyone around him, how much he can elevate the people around him. Because that's truly why we really 
you know, when it really comes down to it, that's how we really measure greatness at the quarterback position is, you know, numbers are numbers, and, and I get it. And some numbers have more importance than others, but it's really about how much better do you make your team and how much better do you do you make your the guys on offense as far as elevating their level of play. And I, and he realizes that. I asked him that specific question when we talked to them uh, before the Monday night game, and he's very aware of it, and I thought you saw it happen last night, and I think you're going to continue to see it happen. It's not very often when I could take a highlight reel of a quarterback. I could give you like three or four or five plays, and it all happened in one game. But I could also give you lowlights of three or four plays. And Lamar Jackson had both of those last night. Um, Yep. What do you make of his performance last night? I think even though – he wouldn't say that uh, he felt any added pressure as far as having to play above and beyond his own standard of greatness that he's already set. But the truth of the matter is he played last night like like someone who knew that or who felt like I had to do something even more spectacular than what my normal standard is. And he may have at certain points in time gotten careless as far as ball security, especially when he was running, taking off, trying to pick up some extra yardage. I mean, you saw, I mean, the two, the two crucial turnovers that the Raiders defense forced late in that game were in situations where, you know, he's the primary ball carrier, he's in traffic and there. And, and that, I mean, it just, it cost him. It cost him. I think I think he'll he'll learn from that. He'll learn from that, and that won't happen, you know, with a consistent level of um, of occurrence. As one, he watches the tape from last night. Two, the offense itself really finds its identity and really starts to develop some cohesion because it doesn't have any. Half of these guys have been on the. They haven't really been on the field together all preseason long for different reasons. Starting off, Lamar missing time because of COVID. The offensive line. You know, they've been shuffling people around, especially in between, you know, from guard to guard. And then they didn't play play very much together. Uh, you know, all the running back injuries, obviously. The injuries at wide receiver with Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin not even really not really being available to him. So I think as they all start to kind of like get it together from a health perspective and start to have some time to practice together, and Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, has an idea of, exactly how you can best utilize everyone. I think you'll see Lamar's mentality shift from, I have to do everything to just, okay, now I can just utilize what's around me. But last night, there's no question he felt like he had to do more than what than what was really necessary, and it cost him in crucial moments. Were you ever in a locker room where you knew your starting quarterback was not the right quarterback for you, like the Bears situation that – Andy Dalton is there, but there's part of that locker room that probably says, put in Justin Fields. He's the best guy here. How does that work in the locker room? Yeah, I've never I've never been in that kind of situation with um, with the quarterback position in particular. But I mean you can you can definitely just from a from a team perspective, and having been part of teams my whole life, you can understand how 
in the Bears locker room, there's probably there's there's definitely going to be those who feel as though Justin needs to be in there right now. There's probably a certain set, you know, certain part of the locker room that's a little bit louder than others as far as making that point known. And with every loss that they, you know, that they continue to rack up, and with every touchdown pass that Justin continues to throw and or run for, both in practice and in games, like he did the other night against the Rams, that, you know, that silent, or not really silent, but that kind of vocal minority is going to become a vocal majority. And Matt's got to be very careful and make sure he has his finger on the pulse of that. Because if he, he's got to make sure this, this season doesn't get away from him from his locker room, kind of like, you know, fracturing and splintering to the point where he can't recover it. And then, you know, try and make a move to Justin before, you know, and it's too late. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be definitely, he's definitely got to be careful with that. Yeah, I just wonder if Matt Nagy has that much, I'm not going to say confidence in his job, but, but it feels like he, if you were desperate, then you'd put in Justin Fields. Then you would attach yourself to your rookie quarterback and say, yeah. well, we don't want to break up that relationship. And I don't know if, I think they play the Lions maybe in week five, and I was wondering if, if maybe that's enough time. Justin Fields gets in for a little bit, sprinkle him in there, and then all of a sudden you unveil him in a, in a game against a, a you know, substandard team. But trying to figure out yeah. that logic with a coach who's on the hot seat, you get your rookie yep. quarterback. It almost felt like they went with the rookie quarterback because that was going to make, make you know mean that the coach and GM were going to keep their jobs for a little while longer. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you, when you try and really you know predict how this would you know potentially play out, yeah, I, I could see where you feel that way, and, and and how most people would feel that way. And quite honestly, I I felt you know, no, even knowing Matt as well as I do. I always I thought that you know at some point in time like sooner rather than later obviously he would turn to him too because he didn't you know he he's he's a realist he understands that you know things are on the line and that you know obviously if you go with a young quarterback it could wind up giving you more time as far as your you know the review surrounding your job status is concerned and that maybe he would like rush that along sooner rather than later and he has pushed back against that theory right from the get-go, Dan. He has said numerous times, and I believe him, that he doesn't care about his, his job status. This is really about the short and the long-term development and then sustainability of Justin Fields of his career, that he's trying to safeguard the, safeguard the young man's career. He doesn't really care what happens to him, yeah. meaning if he gets fired, he's going to do the right thing. He's going to do right by the kid. And that's and, – and, look, I mean, most people feel, though, and the whole city of Chicago feels that they should just put him in there. And quite honestly, you know, even being as close as I am to Matt, I feel he should put him in there. But he really does want to see what Andy Dalton can do. He really does feel as though Justin obviously doesn't have – there's something that's not making him comfortable right now to the point where he would just throw him in there, especially given the deficiencies that this offense has. And, I, look, I, I respect the hell out of him for doing it that way. Because the 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 scrutiny and the pressure that's being put on him right now to play that kid, I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and he won't he won't rush it until he feels as though that's the best thing for the kid, and the heck with his own job status. And I and I respect that. 
Great broadcast last night with the guys. We appreciate you joining us as always, and uh, have fun uh, next week in Green Bay. You bet. Thank you. That's Lewis Riddick, former NFL defensive back and uh, in the Monday night booth with Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Ryan Karchi covers USC for the LA Times. Kind enough to join us on uh, what has to be a busy day. Uh, probably busy a uh, couple of days coming up here. Uh, why now? Why was uh, Clay Helton fired after uh, two games? You know, I, I think it was just made pretty clear in that that Stanford defeat uh, when you're down by more than four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to a a 17. Or you're supposed to be a 17 point favorite. Uh, it was the most lopsided loss at the Coliseum to an unranked opponent since 2000. So, and I think just the general vibe around the program, just the the frustration of this fan base. There are very few fan bases, I think, that spend three years just completely resolute in the fact that their coach should be fired and and letting the administration know very clearly. So I I think that was in their heads, of of course. And I I think they just realized that after putting behind Clay Helton, putting so many resources and retooling the staff and changing the recruiting behind Clay Helton to see him come out with just a demoralizing loss that basically showed all of the same issues for the last several years. I think that was just kind of a breaking point for them. What were the expectations for this team? Well, the the expectations, as they said, have always been to get to a Pac-12 championship or to win a Pac-12 championship. And, uh, you know, the, I think it was just pretty clear in that game that they weren't going to do that. But now, you know, it was clear from the statement that that Mike Bone, the athletic director, put out yesterday that it's kind of a national championship or bust attitude as they look for a head coach. And, you know, they're saying all the right things in that sense. But, you know, I think with Clay Helton, the the result or the fact of the matter was he was just never going to reach that point. And I, I think you know, this administration came to that realization maybe a little bit later than than some other people did. And I think they, there's it's fair to quibble with the fact that they didn't just take care of this last year. But there are other factors involved, uh, namely his buyout for a, for a long time, just given the fact that Lynn Swan had given an extension to Clay Helton after the 2017 season. Uh, if they would have fired him in 2019, it would have been $20 million of a buyout. So that certainly played a part, uh, that buyout's much smaller now. So uh, I think that certainly helps. But at a certain point, you just reach that point where fans just aren't going to show up and it's going to affect you financially in in that way too. Yeah. And you go five and one, you know, during the pandemic and you can't fire him then, but I was just surprised. And your new athletic director, when he came in at least was fair. and, And you would want that in your athletic director to say, let me just see what we have here to be fair to, uh, to Clay Hilton. I was just surprised that Lynn Swan um, kept him, <laughs> well, right? That was certainly a sign of, of the fact that 
Lin Swan didn't necessarily have the athletic director experience that you need when you're at USC. And since he's left it, it's been kind of clear, even just talking to officials in the athletic department who were there for both that, you know, it's just a stark change in professionalism for whatever you think about the football program. Uh, at least Mike bone has, you know, uh, quite a bit of experience when it comes to the administrative aspects of the job. And, you know, it, it, this will be the toughest test of him being an athletic director and, uh, it'll be interesting, certainly, to see how that search plays out. But, Ryan, you have so much that's gone on at USC in the last couple of years. We have the, you know, Operation Varsity Blues. You have, a, you know, a sexual assault uh, harassment lawsuit against a campus doctor. I mean, you didn't have fans at the football games. It, there's a whole lot going on here. It almost felt like they couldn't make a move like this because they didn't want to add to what was already going on. Would that be overstating this? Uh, maybe to some degree, although I do think like all of those things play a factor, obviously. And I, I think, you know, it's an interesting sign of where the university is that at that the leadership of the university looks at the pandemic uh, and the obvious deficit and financial issues that come from that. And they say, you know, we still need to get rid of Clay Helton, whether, whether his buyout is over 10 million, whether we're going to have to pay, you know, several million more to, to buy out to members of his staff or to buy out a new coach. Uh, at a certain point, the bottom line that's being affected uh, by our football program uh, is important enough to make that change. But I do think, you know, with Clay Helton, it always helped the fact that he was, you know, viewed as a man of integrity. He was a consummate gentleman. You never had to worry about, uh, just ethical issues, at least yeah. in, at a program level uh, with Clay Helton in charge. And that was the reason why he was hired in the first place by Pat Hayden, uh, you know, post Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Pat Hayden kind of became taken with the fact that, you know, this was a man of integrity who would be leading us into a new era. We can put this Sarkeesian era behind us, obviously a pretty short sighted look at, at how you hire your football coach. Uh, and that certainly played out. But I, I think that when you look at the fact that Clay Helton got six full seasons as the head coach, I think it helped quite a bit that he was kind of viewed as a man of integrity and, and people generally liked him, including his players. Who should be the next head coach at USC? You know, that that's a tough question. I, I think they have a really difficult search ahead in the sense that a, a lot of boosters want a big splash hire. Our own B Bill Plaschke said in his column yesterday that, you know, they need to go out and hire a guy, not that need, still needs to prove himself, but that has already proven himself, that already has the equity in recruiting and nationally uh, to sort of instantly hit the ground running and, and make USC that national contender. I'm not sure many of those guys are out there. There's a, a Bob Stoops, maybe a Chris Peterson. I know, you know, I'm sure in the coming weeks, their agents will will leak out that they're not interested. Um, the obvious choice a lot of people have connected is Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, because that's who Mike Bone hired when he was the athletic director there. I'm not so sure that's a, a sure thing. I think Luke Fickle, uh, you know, spent basically his entire life in Ohio in the Midwest. Um, I've heard from some people they're not sure whether he would want to go to USC and be a part of that kind of L.A. cacophony of fans constantly complaining about the program. Now, there are a lot of other candidates, Matt Campbell, maybe even a Bill O'Brien, uh, who sort of bring that heft 
maybe they have kind of proven themselves a little bit in difficult places. What about uh, Urban Meyer? <laughs> I was wondering if you'd bring that up. Uh, that I'm sure there will be a lot of message board uh, topics with Urban Meyer in the title over the next couple of weeks, but the same issues stand from before when, when he was talked about and every indication that I gotten from USC officials, from people at the university, even not even just in athletics was just the appetite for risk. Yes. For, I was for told bringing in a guy who has maybe questions about his integrity in his past, you know, at this current moment in our society, I just don't know that the, that administration at the university level has the stomach for that. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> that would certainly be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if Lane would want to come back just given the way, uh, the, the way things ended, but you know, Honestly, everything I've heard is that they will open up the search to anyone and everyone for now. They have basically three months to conduct it. So that's a lot of time to figure it out, but it also leaves less margin for error in terms of if you get it wrong, you really screwed this up yeah. when you had that much time. I'm going to throw out another name. And he was just on campus. David Shaw. Yes. I mean he wouldn't leave for NFL jobs. Now, I, I wonder if he'd really want to uproot his family and all that to, to leave Stanford when he clearly, I mean, they've had a, a rough couple seasons and you don't hear his name anywhere near the hot seat. So I think that's a pretty comfortable situation to be in, although fascinating idea. Great to talk to you, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. We'll be following what, uh, what you write. Awesome. Thanks for having that's me. That's Ryan Karchi. He uh, covers USC for the LA Times. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, host of Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He hosts the Eagles preseason as their color analyst. He is a very busy man. He'll be on the call of the Chiefs and the Ravens Sunday Night Football in Westwood One, and he joins us now. Was that uh, one of those that the Raiders won or the Ravens lost, as we like to ask that question, Ross? Oh man, Dan! Uh, I'm gonna—I'll give the Raiders credit because uh, it felt like they won it a couple times. So I'll say the Raiders won it, but there's no question that Lamar Jackson's fumbles were the difference in the game, and it felt like the Ravens were really in pretty darn good shape, other than those fumbles. But that's a big part of it. You know, that's a big part of Lamar Jackson as a player. It's a big part of of the football game and the way the Raiders played, I was just so impressed because I thought there were a bunch of times when the Raiders could have laid down, were going to lay down and the Ravens would take it away. I don't know. I've seen the stat. There was like 80 times in a row. The Ravens had won or something like that when they had a 14 point lead. So give the Raiders a lot of credit 
to come back against a very good defense down two scores like that. Are you sold on Derek Carr? Are you a Derek Carr guy? I am sold that Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. I am sold that Derek Carr is a starting quarterback. And I think most people probably realize now, Dan, you can get into this debate, but if you have a top 20 quarterback, and I believe Derek Carr is that, right? Somewhere probably between 12 and 20, depending on how he's playing. I think you hold on to those guys for dear life. Because if you have one of the worst 5 to 10, you really don't have a shot. If you have Derek Carr, you have a chance to go to the playoffs. You have a good chance to go to the playoffs and win multiple playoff games. Do I think he's a Super Bowl championship quarterback? Well, I mean, if Nick Foles won one, yes. If Jimmy Garoppolo should have won one a couple years ago, then yes. But you have to have a really good team around him. Are you, You're acting like a lawyer here. You're making a case for your client. That's what it sounded sure. like. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> are you passionate about Derek Carr as your quarterback? No, I don't think I am. Although, you know what? <laughs> I, I really liked, I really liked what he said last night after the game about his offensive line, about the defense. He kind of, he kind of got me passionate about him as a guy, maybe more than him as a quarterback with that post-game interview, what he said about Zay Jones, 6 a.m. Derek Carr kind of got me fired up after the game. You know what Derek Carr, you know what category he goes into, Dan? Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, a lot of these guys, they go into the category of, man, you'd rather have him than a bunch of other guys, but you'd always rather have somebody better. You know, I don't know what – I think I started like 25 games, Dan, in my career over five – whatever, how many years it was. I got the distinct impression every time I was playing that the team I was on would really rather have somebody better out there. You know, you know like I didn't lose the game for them. I didn't lose the game for them, but they really would rather if there was somebody – it's hard to watch Derek Carr Monday night after you watch the ridiculous throw that Mahomes made to Tyree Kill to give the Chiefs that win against the Browns. It's hard to watch some of these guys and the plays they make and not, as a fan, be like, oh, I want that. I want that guy. Cousins is fine. Carr is fine. But I want that guy for my team. We're talking to Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. We believe he started 25 games in his uh, NFL career. Lamar Jackson, um, I can give you a highlight of unbelievable stuff, and then I can give you another highlight tape that is bad stuff there. And having those two in the same game, you just, you know, you, you help your team win, but you help your team lose as well. What do you think the Ravens will try to get Lamar Jackson to do differently against the Chiefs on Sunday night? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I can't wait for the game Sunday night. It's going to be awesome. It's a huge game. Obviously, there's two things. Number one, he just can't fumble like that. Uh, you, you know, you cannot fumble. But what's that mean? Of course he can't fumble. He doesn't – he's not trying to. Uh, what it means is take care of the ball better. You know, when you're in that situation – you're not always going to be able to escape. This is not high school anymore. It's not Louisville. You're not always going to be able to make a play. You can't fumble, and he still misses a few layups. So he makes some great throws. I mean, the touchdown to Andrews back in the end zone, he makes some awesome throws, Dan, but he still misses some layups, 
And I've said the same thing about the Ravens for years now. I think that the Ravens are good enough to win double-digit games, win a playoff game, maybe two, but I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. You got to win three games to go to the Super Bowl against good teams, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, whatever. He just doesn't, and maybe not just Lamar, but the passing game, it's just not good enough converting the layups to win three playoff games in a row. I feel like the Ravens are in football purgatory. And I'll give you another team, the Seahawks. Seahawks looked great on Sunday, but I don't think they're really good enough to beat Tampa or to go to the Super Bowl. I feel like there's some teams that are in no man's land where they're just going to go to the playoffs and maybe win a game every year, and then that's it. Seattle in the, in the NFC, Baltimore in the AFC. Okay, but Lamar Jackson's 24. How much more can he improve with his passing? Um, because it felt like he was really reliant on running because they don't have a running game, and maybe that led to some of these fumbles. But as far as being a pocket passer, because he's going to eventually slow down, and he's going to have to beat you from the pocket a couple of times here. Well, it's interesting because it felt like they had him do more of that last night than we had seen the last two years. Even when he was MVP, it felt like it was more drop-back passing from Lamar. Honestly, Dan, I think he probably has a similar career path to Cam Newton. Now, I don't think Lamar takes as much physical punishment as Cam did because Lamar is more of a speed runner than a power runner. But I I would not be surprised if they had similar career paths in which Lamar has several more good seasons and the Ravens are in the mix like the Panthers were for a while there. And then eventually, you know, the physical gifts are not enough for him to be able to have sustained play like that in his 30s. You think this is a 10-year window? Yeah, and what's wrong with that, by the way? No, not everybody no. everybody's breeze. 10 years, I mean, you have, you have an you have a MVP caliber quarterback for 10 years? That's awesome. Uh, the biggest surprise of week one was what? Uh, probably the Packers playing that poorly. I mean, I, I picked the Texans to win, so I can't say them. I picked the Eagles to win, so I can't say them. I did not think the Packers would come out there and play that poorly. But I'll say this, Dan, that I have no idea why they fired Mike Pettin. He was They were a top-10 defense the second half last year. They bring in Joe Barry, who's never – coordinated better than like the 28th ranked defense in four or five years. Mm. I mean, you know how much variance there is on defense four or five years, never better than like 28th. And they looked like they gave up 38 points to Jameis Winston could have been more. And then offensively, boy, I know they got some O-line issues with Bakhtiari out, but they did not look very good. And I'm sorry, but Rogers did not look to me like he had the same edge he had last year. I mean, last year, Rodgers, you could almost sense he was out to prove something to the world. He was mad about the Jordan Love pick. Now he just looks to me like he looks like a yoga instructor, like at the beach. He, I, he doesn't look like he's mad and trying to prove something wrong to anybody anymore. Uh, he looks like he could be my sensei, you know? Where you're like, Yeah, he looks very zen. I don't know if zen's good. Great to talk to you as always, bud. Uh, safe travels, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. That's Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker, the former NFL offensive lineman, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.
And uh, he's going to be doing Westwood One, the Chiefs and the Ravens on Sunday night. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, 
says, I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Rick Neuheisel, former UCLA head coach and now working for CBS, CBS College Football Analyst. And uh, also coached at Washington and Colorado. He knows the Pac-12, in, in uh, other words. And uh, Rick, kind enough to join us. Explain the timing of USC's decision to fire Clay Helton. Makes no sense. I mean, Clay had uh, been hanging on in what I call coaching purgatory for, it seems like, the last three or four years. I mean, he was hanging on like that cat was hanging on in, <laughs> in Miami. I mean, uh but to do it in week two is a little bit questionable because now it puts, if you really think Dante Williams is a good coach, you put him in, in kind of harm's way because if he does well, the players, just like they did for Mario Cristobal in Oregon, are going to be clamoring he should be the guy. And is he really going to be the guy that you're going to go forward with? That, to me, is a precarious situation. And if he doesn't do well, you've lost one of your best recruiters. What is the upside to this? The upside to this is, look, you're uh, telling your constituency, the Trojan faithful, that you're going back to trying to be a dynasty. You realize you were kind of a fringe player all along during this uh, last regime, and that isn't good enough. Yeah, I just wondered if it was the, on that short of a leash that it was – and I know losing to Stanford – and losing at home, being embarrassed, and UCLA is starting to rise a little bit. Like, I don't know if the two are, are connected at all. Am I connecting the dots and they shouldn't be connected? I don't think that has much to do with it. I think it does have something to do with it, that they're getting ready for a new television deal, and they want to signal to the television partners that, uh, hey, we're, SC is going to be a different animal going back to the days of glory, quote unquote. Listen, when Clay Helton went small ball, when he hired uh, Cliff Kingsbury and then Cliff off to the uh, off to the NFL, so he had to stay within the same genre. Otherwise, it would have looked like he was just hiring a name. He goes with Graham Harrell. You lose a lot of history with USC. I mean, this is a place for Ron Yeri, Anthony Munoz. Keith Van Horn, Brad Buddy, Don Mosbar, Tony Baselli. I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker was a first-rounder, but they averaged, Dan, less than 100 yards a game rushing, three yards a carry last year. This, this, They used to be the bullies on the block. Going down the, the tunnel at the Coliseum with those guys in there, you're like, oh, my goodness. They went small ball, and it was, uh, it's not what you do when you're a dominant program. Well, give me the state of this program. Let's, you know, USC needs to be honest with USC. Right. 
they they need to go back to financing their expectations. They need to go, and that's what Mike Bone said in this dismissal letter that he has given them added resources. They need now to go back and use the power that they wield in the world of recruiting. I wouldn't even be shocked if they went and got an NFL GM, given all the different ways to uh, amass talent now via the transfer portal, via go get a bunch of NIL deals. Uh, in in Los Angeles that are going to be readily available for kids that are going to be coming to the program and and go back to being a dominant team. The name that I'm going to throw out there, and I don't know if Urban's going to like the NFL, but Urban Meyer is the guy that I would be circling. But I thought that they – he was tops on the list, but then it was vetoed by the higher ups. That yeah, but yeah, but the higher ups now have also now seen what happens when they don't have the guy that they need, and Urban's been hired already. So if somebody else has hired him, hmm. it now makes it easier for you to to uh, you can see that he's made amends. Blah blah blah. Could you see Urban Meyer a one and done in the NFL, Rick? Yes. Why? Urban Meyer is a control guy. And I don't say that disparagingly. He wants total control. The NFL athlete is a different animal. And sometimes his way of doing things will fall on some deaf ears, which will drive him crazy. Could you call Urban Meyer now for January? You can make overtures. Yeah. You, you can you can uh, go back channels and and you know try to get to his people and see if there's any interest. Now, obviously, it's only one game in, and if Jacksonville has a complete you know uh, change of uh, course and becomes a uh, you know close to a playoff team or a playoff team, then then this would all go out the window. But if this has the kind of season that. I don't think is a far-fetched idea, meaning that it's a three, four, five-win team. Urban Meyer might say, you know what? I'm more of a college guy. Okay, I'm going to throw out a name while we're throwing out names. Yes. Because Urban Meyer can't be one and done in the NFL. Lane Kiffin. Keyshawn likes Lane Kiffin. I think too big a leap for the uh, Trojan administration to go back there. I mean, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you go back to Sark? Right now, Lane Kiffin has this kind of aura about him that somehow mysteriously he can build it, but Lane Kiffin does it in the same way. He small balls it. He's throwing it all over the place. Now they run the ball more than uh, SC does, but I still think you need somebody like I, I, I tell you, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien might be in on this deal mm. uh, if he has his kind of year. I don't think you uh, can sell that. Luke Fickle. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's the guy. Yeah, Luke Fickle. But the question is, can he recruit the West Coast? Urban. Trust me, Urban's where they're where they're going to try to butter their bread. Well, we might as well go all the way to the top and go Pete Carroll. Bring Pete Carroll back <laughs> <laughs> while we're at it, Rick. Yeah, while we're at it. I mean, <laughs> listen, and Pete could probably do it, but Pete has, seems pretty happy there in Seattle. Yeah, but I'm trying to understand, you know, they, they don't keep talent in Southern California. They're letting all these great quarterbacks leave Southern California. How? You may not you may not get them out of high school right away, but you can get them on the bounce back. That's what Sonny Dykes has done at SMU. He's got a bunch of Dallas kids coming back to uh, uh, 
SMU and and their team is, I mean, last year they were the first time ranked since 1984. The transfer portal has given you two bites at the apple now for these kids that are from local. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you go and get the, the new model, I think is go get a general manager that's going to help you look at all these different uh, arenas to find talent and amass yourselves with them. One thing USC has always been willing to do is let you get players into school. So, <laughs> wait, are you still bitter? How does that sound? Did, yeah. I, did I come off a little yeah. bit bitter? Maybe it was the 50 to nothing thrashing I took, Dan. As a matter of fact, you were there. Yes, I was. <laughs> you were there. Yes, I was. Not for the whole game. <laughs> no, that mercifully. Yeah, and Thank I was you. on the other sideline. <laughs> well, um, assess what we've seen so far. UCLA roughs up LSU at home, and Oregon goes on the road to beat Ohio State. Uh, is this an anomaly or is uh, Pac-12 for real? Those two teams are not anomalies. They're both physically built. Uh, Chip Kelly, I've said many times, should have been a service academy coach because of his affinity for running the football. Schematically, he's ahead of most uh, in the run game, and now he's got two bruising backs, that kid from Michigan, Charbonnet, and the kid from Duke, Brown, both transfers, again, showing you that you can find ways to get players. Uh, they're, they're the real deal, and if the quarterback – can have any kind of year, they're going to be in this race all the way to the end. Uh, the Oregon win was fantastic, uh, beautifully done. It may be more about Ohio State's defense than it is about Oregon's uh, team. I think we're going to have to wait and see uh, where they are defensively. They gave up 600 yards of offense and still found a way to win because they were able to control it. I'm not sure there aren't some better defenses right now that they'll see later in the season, uh, in particular UCLA, who looked really good against LSU. The worry in the Pac-12 is the bottom half. They're the only Power 5 team with three 0-2 teams, and in particular Washington, because Washington is vital to the uh, Pac-12 success as well. Always great to talk to you. You make us smarter. Thank you, bud. See you, Dan. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.